If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, we made it. It is now four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Friday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are partaking of the Steve Malzberg Show. Thanks for being out there. I want to start with uh, just total insanity, absurdity, whatever you want to call it, however you want to define it. Uh, there, there was a story that uh, came out the other day, and now that he's written a piece at The Atlantic, a writer named Adam Rubenstein. And Adam Rubenstein starts his story this way. On one of my first days at The New York Times, I went to an orientation with more than a dozen other new hires. We had to do an icebreaker, pick a starburst out of a jar, then answer a question. My starburst was pink, I, I believe, so I had to answer the pink prompt, which had me respond to my favorite sandwich. In other words, they asked him, what's your favorite sandwich? So he thought about mentioning some sandwich, but then he said, you know what? The spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. And he thought he broke the ice with that answer. Well, the HR representative in attendance at that meeting at the New York Times, uh, leading the orientation, chided me, he writes. We don't do that here. They hate gay people. And then people started showing their approval by snapping their fingers. I, I, I mean, obviously, this, the, the, the dangerous and sick and twisted and demented part, it, it, which shows the obvious bias beyond any doubt whatsoever, is we don't do that here. You know, you can't eat a Chick-fil-A. How dare you? But what's with the snapping of the fingers to show approval? What the hell is that? Like some kind of cult thing? Some kind of liberal? Obviously, some kind of liberal signal? Who snaps their fingers? You applaud, don't you? I mean, (laughs) you you know, somebody says something or does something you like. Can you see opening day at Yankee Stadium? And, and Aaron Judge hits a home run in the first inning. And they sit there and they go, what the hell is that? Snap their fingers, folks. So, so, so this is dangerous, but not nearly as dangerous as what you're about to see in here, here, H-E-A-R, H-E-R-E, um, and this is, this is just mind-boggling. This is from Libs of TikTok, who do a great job of exposing what's out there. And this is a lieutenant colonel of the U.S. Space Force. Okay, he's an official in the U.S. Space Force. He is a trans... Can I even say he? I don't have a clue. A trans lieutenant colonel, Bree... Fram, Brie Fram. I would imagine the name Brie would be a f- woman's name, but what? what's a woman? Who am I to say what a woman is, let alone a woman's name, right? So, you know, we have Joe Scarborough, that phony baloney rock and roller sitting there every day telling us, the U.S. military is the strongest, the best, the, the most powerful it's ever been since World War II. Really? They can't meet their recruiting goals, number one. 
and they've lowered their standards to recruit number two. And don't get me wrong. Uh, anybody who signs up is a better person than me. I'm not attacking them. I'm attacking this, this garbage, this trash. This is not a social club, but I guess I'm wrong. I guess it is a social club. Here is uh, cut number 08. All too often, I hear leaders talk about providing everyone with dignity and respect like it's an aspirational goal. That's not good enough. Dignity and respect is the bare minimum. It's the floor of where we can be. We must set our sights higher and focus on intentional inclusivity because there are still far too many people out there, not just LGBTQ individuals, that feel marginalized, shut out, or discriminated against. So for all of you out there, I ask you to set out your symbols of pride, share your pronouns in your email, particularly if you're a person who doesn't think they need to, initiate difficult conversations about racial and gender barriers, and share a bit of a vo your vulnerability in a way that draws others in. You all have the power to take intentionally inclusive actions to ensure the multiple perspectives that we know make us stronger as we devise winning warfighting strategies get heard. Get heard. What does that have to do with war fighting strategies? Our enemies see this and they don't have to smell it. They don't have to analyze it. They don't have to, uh, you know, uh, debate about it. They see this. They, they, they almost die laughing. And they know how weak we are. This is a disgrace. A disgrace. Who gives a damn? Put your pronouns out there. Are you kidding me? This is the military. The military. Those who it falls upon to keep us alive, keep us safe, preserve our democracy, fight our enemies. And this is the pep talk. This is the speech. This is the concern. Well, why not? Why not? Tommy Tuberville objected and wouldn't let uh, wouldn't let the promo some promotions go uh, go uh, to fruition in the Senate, if you recall, because he said we're not going to pay for military abortions. We we have the Hyde Amendment. We're not going to we're not going to pay for it. And rather than back down, the Pentagon stuck to their guns. They place uh, the right to an abortion. The military. In the military, the right to an abortion was more important than they kept saying, oh, you're, you're jeopardizing national security, Senator. Well, then you put abortions aside like they should be, way aside, and focus on promotions and military matters. And how about they're all guaranteed sex change operations, like some of the illegals coming into this country in certain states are now guaranteed sex change operations if they want them. I'll pay. I'll be paying for it. And if you're in the U.S., you'll be paying for it. But let's stick to let's stick to the issue at hand. Our military, again, not a reflection on the people who enlisted because they're better than me for doing so. But this is our leadership. This is what's put out there. This is the face of our military. Wow. Wow. Are we screwed up?
are we screwed up? And by the way, I will never put down my pronouns, ever, ever. Ask me to do it, I'm not doing it, okay? I'm not doing it. Sorry, pronouns. Oh, my God. All right, so let's stick with the um, the, the, the radical left insanity because that's what it is. This is not the military. Uh, but this these are two guys who wrote a book. And uh, little Mika, little Mika had them on. And they attack rural whites. Rural whites in America are the biggest threat going. Rural white people. Isn't it something? Oh, and little Mika eats it up. Uh, so this guy is Tom Schaller and Paul Waldman. And um, they wrote a book on this. And I think she says the name or they say the name or whatever. I'm not going to give you the name. I couldn't care less. But um, here it is. Here is cut 09. It's entitled White Rural rage, the threat to American democracy. And Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? You would think, as we pointed out, looking at Joe Biden's background and Donald Trump's, that, that the opposite would be true. I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white rural voters pose to the country. First of all, and we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate this. So we provide the receipts in chapter six. They're the most racist, xenophobic, anti-immigrant, anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or the courts or the bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. So you mentioned a lot of negative factors yeah. about about this this demographic. <laughs> Little Mika. Yeah, they're the most likely to uh to to uh, to approve of violence to say yeah, I, I saw all those white rural people uh when George Floyd was killed. Didn't you see all those white rural people out there? Uh, where are they? Where are the white rural people tearing up cities, burning down cities, burning down police stations, and and rioting? Where 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 are they? I must have missed those. This is sick, in my opinion. And and again, oh, they're the most xenophobic. They're the most uh, yeah. You know, again, these words are subjective. These definitions are ever changing. Okay, if you say I don't want my kid learning about how to how to put a condom on. In the third grade, where everybody pulls down their pants and they 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 show you how to put a condom on, some places that's happening from what I hear from what I read. Then you're what? Then you're anti something, right? And if you don't want a pride flag a pride flag in your kid's school and your kid's classroom, and you don't want them reading in the set third grade or fourth grade, Johnny has two daddies or how to have oral sex with your your friend, then you're anti-gay or anti-trans, or whatever. See how these definitions, they don't give you what the exact definition is. Now, maybe in the book they do, but really. And then, of course, they got to, they're most likely to be the white Christian nationalists. It, it, it just, wow, wow. 
Yeah, crime all over the country is being committed by white Christian nationalists. Folks, what can I say? What can I say? We are in horrifically dangerous times. Dangerous. Dangerous. Who's out there in the streets doing stuff? It's the criminals in the inner cities. Illegal and legal. It's, 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 <laughs> you know, I could go down the list of what's, what's, what's going on in this country. Antifa, you know, the, the, the pro-Palestinians banging on doors, tearing down flags, threatening UC Berkeley, Jewish students at UC Berkeley the other day had to go down a tunnel because they were, they were honoring an IDF soldier who was there to speak. And they were the, the protesters were pounding on the door. And they had to go down a tunnel. I'm sorry, these everybody I just mentioned in all the categories I just mentioned, they're all white rural people. They're uh, uh, Christian nationalists. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, we're not finished by a long shot. Here is um, Mark Muriel. Mark Muriel is the... Uh, National Urban League president. And he was on CBS Mornings. And uh, his spiel is the state of, his, his organization did a study on the state of black America. And it ain't good. And you know who's to blame? Yes, that's right. But it ain't good. In fact, he says that the disparity in income is so large that it's going to take, you ready? A hundred, the average income it, between blacks and whites. It's going to take 180 years to reconcile and make up for the disparity. 180 years. I bring you uh, Mark Muriel, cut number M10. We're 180 years away from parity. That's the number that drew my attention, 180 yeah. years. Why, Mark? But How? let's say this. The Civil Rights Act of 64 that President Johnson signed has had a dramatic impact on America. Look at you and Nate. Look at others mm -hmm. who work here at CBS. It's just an example. Uh, there were no blacks. There were no women. Mm -hmm. sitting at any anchor desk in 1964. Uh, I think one of the reasons is, is because while there are those who push for progress, there have also been those who pushed against progress. Mm. Witness today uh, the over 1,000 bills that have been introduced at state legislatures to make it more difficult for people to vote. Witness today the effort to, in effect, push back on DE&I, which is simply an effort to push back on equal economic yeah. opportunity. I mean, there is a resistance movement to the kinds of change uh, that the nation needs. And there was one in 1964, and there's one in 2024, and it's intensified. Comparing 1964 to today. But don't you love Gail King when he says well, we're 180 years away? Why, Mark? Why? <laughs> like, like you believe that garbage? Now, again, his group did a study. I'm sure in the study, they, they map out why they believe that. But if you believe that, whatever, no matter what the study says, I think you're a little out of your minds. And again, 
making it hard. Look what's happening in this country. They're making it harder to vote. Really? Where are they making it harder to vote? And the implication is, since we're talking about inequities between blacks and whites, that they're making it harder for blacks to vote. Where? 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 Remember they said it about Georgia? Remember the Major League Baseball All-Star game got canceled, got moved because Georgia's racist elect, uh, 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 um, the, you know, bill the, uh, the, the, that the governor signed, making it harder for blacks to vote. Well, the next election, more blacks than ever came out and voted. So what the hell are these people talking about? Here's uh, number uh, M11. I think we could accelerate uh, by, number one, ensuring that the access to the right to vote and democracy is unfettered. Number two, by taking a hard, hard line to address the issues of economics, poverty, the economic divide, and the racial wealth divide. Uh, I think we also can make a difference if we focus on children. Mm. For example, the child tax credit, uh, which passed in the early days of the Biden administration, but then expired, cut child poverty by one half Mm. in a short period of time. Are there things that we can do. Look, what's dramatic is that the Civil Rights Act of 64, the Voting Rights Act of 65, the Great Society programs in the middle 1960s probably cut the American poverty rate in half in a 15-year period. Mm. So can we? There are ways. There are ways. There are ways, baby. There are ways. Folks, I, you know, look, I, you know, it's just, I just wish that, uh, uh, our friend Robert Woodson was sitting here next to me right now, or Horace Cooper, uh, who could respond to this because I know they would lose their minds, lose their minds. Um, and maybe we'll get them on in a week or so to res- to respond to this. It's just crazy stuff. Again, I'm sure their report is going to, if you read it, you'll be impressed and you'll say, oh, this makes sense. But again, the premise as he's stating it is, you know, look what, look what we're doing here. Look what we, this is like 1964 making it hard for blacks to vote, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, that's just not, that's just not the case. Okay, let's move on to, uh, <laughs> dare I say, Morning Joe. We already heard from little Mika and her guests, but this is, this is, this is really almost delusional stuff. I mean, almost a lot of things Joe, Joe Scarborough says is delusional. First of all, in these bites, First, they're going to play. Remember that uh, Joe Biden was at the border yesterday in Brownsville, Texas. Hardly any immigrants passing by there at all. Trump was in a much more populated uh, area at the border of Texas with the governor of Texas, with the head of the border patrol uh, uh, in Texas. And so, you know, so they both spoke from their respective locations. So Morning Joe here, they're playing some bites from both of them. And then you're going to hear something that is almost as bizarre as anything Scarborough has ever said. And a little bit in this clip, but more so in the one to follow, Joe and Little Mika talk at the same time over each other. Um, Here's cut number 14. Compromise is part of the process. That's how democracy works. That's how it's supposed to work. We did much better in 2020 than we ever even thought about doing in 2016. And very bad things happen. We work for the American people, not the Democratic Party, the Republican Party. We work for the American people. Nobody explained to me how allowing millions of people from places unknown, from countries unknown, 
who don't speak languages. We have languages coming into our country. We have nobody that even speaks those languages. They're, they're truly foreign languages. Nobody speaks them. And they're pouring into our country and they're bringing with them tremendous problems, including medical problems, as you know. What are we, what are we supposed I to do can't. with that? I mean, see, why do they, people are actually voting? Is, is there really one languages. person voting for Not that just guy? Who's, how stupid truly would you have to be? Foreign. He can't complete a sentence. He can't complete a thought. He's talking about Trump. He can't complete a sentence? He can't complete a thought? Based on the clips you just saw? What the hell is he talking? And did you hear them both talking like, like, like the other one wasn't there at the same time? What was that? Bad night the night before, Joe and little Mika? I mean, what was it? What is he talking about? People are going to vote for that? And you think they're talking about, you know, poor, pathetic Joe. Of course, they're not because little Mika's brother works for Joe and little uh, big Joe Scarborough's brother-in-law works for Joe. But that aside, based on what they showed us, Donald Trump can't complete a sentence, can't complete a thought. What that? What is he talking about? What is he talking about? And it went on. Uh, cut 15. He talks about Crooked Joe is the uh, blood of countless victims. This is vicious violation. I mean, he just, does he again. Does he even, like, think about what he's going to say? Does, does he somebody prepare? give him a little piece of know. paper or something? He, like, because that that's clear he doesn't. He doesn't even think. Well, but I, I think, I, I really or don't know, Willie. Maybe you can give us some insight on it. Uh, but but he looks so lost and confused. He jumbles his words. He tries to read a little bit. He's trying and to then, be nasty. And, but... then, and then, yeah, trying to be nasty. But when he does that fifth grade or really five-year-old taunt, Newscomb? Is that his name, Newscomb? <laughs> I mean, talk about losing about 18 miles off your fastball. Yeah. I mean, that guy... This guy's pitching 72 miles an hour down the middle of the plate. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not it's not good. Again, what the hell is he talking about? I mean, if they just played a clip of Trump staring into space in the middle of a sentence, as Joe Biden always does, or if they just played a clip of Trump, you know, saying that I just talked to someone and that person is dead, as Biden frequently does or they they you know played a clip of trump you know slurring his words so that you can't understand them as biden often does then you'd say okay still biden's worse but okay i understand based on these clips what is in these clips that he's talking about it's like it's like they played clips perfectly fine and they're just making it up and the people must be saying to themselves, oh, I must have missed something. Trump's, Trump's messing up again? I must have missed it in the clip. I was brushing my teeth. I was getting my kid ready for school. Damn, what did I miss? And the answer is, you didn't miss anything because there was nothing there. But don't you love when they, they talk at the same time? <laughs> I love. Oh, wait, excuse me. Sorry. No, I don't want to offend anybody with a clap. That's probably what it's about. So, somehow clapping is offensive. Guarantee it in the loony left world. And that's why you snap your fingers. I, have, I know nothing, I'm guessing. All right, we're gonna take a break. Donald Trump, he's lost his fastball. Oh my God, he can't complete a sentence. Did you see that? How could anybody vote for him? 
Huh? Doesn't matter. Just say it. If you're on the left, just say it. It doesn't matter. Okay, we're going to come back. Steve Malzberg right here on TNT. TNT's Hervoy Morich. Trans women's milk, as good as breast milk, says NHS Trust. Yesterday, drug-induced chest-feeding liquid comparable to that for mothers when it comes to baby nourishment claims hospital. An NHS trust has said that breast milk produced by men is as good for babies as that produced by mother who has given birth. I wonder if I should experiment with that the next time I have a kid. I really, I, 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 I have nothing, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we're just observing the insanity of clown world. Um, yeah. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk TNT. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. Unbiased information. Honest and forthright. News without the misinformation. It doesn't matter what side you're from. What matters is what you say, the truthfulness behind it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Now, uh, you heard uh, Scarborough allude to uh, new scum. And yesterday we played that for you, Donald Trump. Uh, called uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who may wind up on the ticket for the Democrats, uh, whose hair never gets out of place. Not one hair ever moves. Um, he said, he, he said, what is his name? New scum. And so he, that's, that's what I guess he's now dubbed Gavin Newsom as new Gavin Newsom. And Stu Varney on Fox business doesn't like it. And he made it clear to Kennedy who was a guest on his show, that he doesn't like it. And he asked Kennedy for her opinion. And here is M13. May I throw this at you? We just did a story where Trump has a new nickname for Gavin Newsom, calling him Gavin New Scum. I don't like that. I I don't think there's any call for that. I I don't think you should do it. You should text the former president and let him know. I could do that. Because he he really needs a manner's lesson. What do you say? Um, I think his nicknames are very on brand. I think... Um, That's crude. It's almost obscene. Um, he's like scum, scum, new scum. Like you know, the scum in your okay, your bathtub that okay. you have to scrape off with a razor blade. Move along swiftly. Yeah. There you go. Had to have it explained to him. Stu did. What did, what did he think he meant? But anyway, yeah. At least say hey, you know you you just you don't like it. You say you don't like it. Don't like it. And if you can text him, as you said you can, then text him and see what response you get. Okay, now uh, back to the, uh, the total total insanity of the left. Ellie Mistel 
on MSNBC talking about the Supreme Court of the United States agreeing to hear the Trump immunity defense, the Trump immunity claim that presidents, you know, um, are are subject to uh, to uh, covered by immunity, and um, that this is, I think, going to be de- decided probably well down the road. Obviously, not 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 they're not putting it on a fast track. So, Mistel doesn't like the fact, of course, that the Supreme Court is six to three conservative. Now, that doesn't mean that they're all as conservative as one another. I don't trust Roberts. Sometimes I don't trust Kavanaugh. Uh, However, um, just listen to this. Listen to this on MSNBC, M04. What it says is that they are corrupted political actors who act in bad faith. The reason why people like Mark and people like Dahlia seem to have a crystal ball is because they're real, because they're realists, and they understand the court for what it is. And at some point, people in the media people at home and people sitting in the White House have to stop pretending that the Supreme Court is some kind of benign trying to do its best institution and start to realize that there are six Republicans, not conservatives, Republicans on the Supreme Court who view it as their job to help the Republican Party. And until we do something about that, until we take away that power, until we draw the line on them there, they will continue to do this. They will help Trump. They will take away abortion rights. They will end affirmative action. They will liberalize gun rights. They will do all of it until we stop them. And somebody, somebody needs to start listening in the higher echelons of the Democratic Party because we will keep losing every day. We allow these six Republicans in robes to rule over all of us. And what is he implying when he says we have to stop them? The Democrat Party has to stop them. What, what is he implying? How does one go about stopping the Supreme Court? What branch of government uh, would you suggest stops this branch of government? Uh, what, what, how would you um, draw up the, the roadmap? for ending our democracy as we know it and get doing away with um, one third of the checks and balances in this country simply because you don't like the makeup of the court and you don't like the political persuasion of the court um, to say that, you know, they're, they, 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 they view their job as helping Trump and supporting Trump. They have had, they have made decisions that did not fit with the Republican way of thinking. I'm sure they'll do that again. Certainly not all six all the time, even if a case goes the way of a conservative majority. Not all six are in that majority. There's one that will uh, will say no. There have been cases when more than one have said no and gone with the liberals. So what he says is 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 false on its face. But what does he what does he mean? What does he suggest? See there. By the way, he's so upset. His hair was black before he started uh, talking about that. <laughs> in case you didn't notice, it was all white. I should have said that right after the bite. Um, but but what does that mean? We have to stop them. How would you stop them? Is this like reminiscent of Chuck Schumer, the highest ranking Democrat in the Senate, who a couple of years ago, in advance of the road decision, came out and said, um, basically threatened two U.S. Supreme Court conservative justices at a rally 
I'm telling you, Gorsash. I'm telling you, Kavanaugh. You better not. You won't know what hits you. And again, as I pointed out, Supreme Court justices aren't elected. It's not like they could launch a campaign against them and get them unelected or you know have them lose the next election. So what did he mean when he said you won't know what hit you? Could only mean one thing, violence. I mean, what else could it possibly mean? What's going to hit them? What? There's no threat to their, their, their status as a justice. So what, is, what does Mistel mean? I'm not saying, I, I'm asking the question. Democrats have to stop it. In other words, what he wants is to get 60 Democrats in the Senate to go along with saying, we need to pack the Supreme Court. We need to pack the Supreme Court. Forget nine justices. Let's make it 15 justices. And let's get it done right now. Let Biden nominate the next uh, six people. We'll put them all on. That could be what he means. But you, you don't have 60 people who are willing to break the filibuster on, 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 on the Supreme Court and pack it. Thank God. You don't have 60 senators who are willing to say, let's make Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. a state, which will give them four more Democrat senators. You don't have that yet. You don't have 60 senators who are going to say, let's do away with the Electoral College and let's go by the popular vote, which means California, New York and large states like that will decide the presidential election. The little or the smaller states, the red states could go kiss themselves, you know where, because they're not going to count. But if they take over the Senate, in any meaningful way. They will have the votes to do that. That's what they want. And the Second Amendment, they'd love to get rid of it. They are the ones who want to end this country as we know it because they hate it. People say, oh, Trump hates the country. MAGA people hate the country. We hate what's happened to the country. We hate what's happening to the country. But everything I just said about the changes, That's what Kamala Harris wants. That's what Barack Obama wants. That Joe Biden doesn't know what he wants. That's what this guy wants. That's what they want to do. If they had their way, they would do it. They would turn this country upside down. But Trump, they say, is the threat to democracy. Trump is the threat to our way of life. Trump would do this. Trump would do that. Baloney. You would do it, Democrats. You would do it. And they know it. And they lie like they breathe. And one of the classic playbooks, again, read Rules for Radicals. It's Barack Obama's guide, his play guide. Always accuse, I'm paraphrasing, always accuse the other side of doing what you, in fact, are doing. And that's what they do oh so well. Oh so well. Okay. Um, Let's move on, shall we? Because lunacy on display once again this is joy reed <laughs> don't get me started on her you know to, every time you tune into her show a lot of times that you tune into her show it's everything's about race how they get away with this stuff on msnbc i guess they've just thrown in the towel it's a place for radical leftist morons um we know that she uh denied that she had ever written any homophobic uh, posts on uh, social media, whatever, claimed she was hacked. The FBI investigated, this is from years ago, uh, her social posts, and they said the FBI found no evidence of hacking. And she said, I apologize, even though I don't, I can't possibly think that I would have written that. So that's a little background. However, 
Here she is in the wake of the Alabama Supreme Court ruling on the frozen embryos, okay? And I think Tommy Tuberville, again, the senator from, uh, from Alabama, Republican, saying that, you know, Alabama needs more kids, not less kids. We need more kids. And she just can't figure out why. Why would we need more kids? And um, here is, uh, here's cut 297. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? Okay. I guess she, I, I, I don't know if she has kids. I would doubt it. And I would say if she doesn't, it's a good thing. I don't know if she is that stupid. Again, it's always a question with these leftist morons. Is she really that stupid to equate Republicans, people who are against illegal aliens invading our country? We don't know what their criminal background is. We don't know what their health status is. They're breaking the law, getting here, equating them and saying, we can't have these people coming into our country. We have almost 8 million since Biden took over. Look what's happening to our cities. Equating that stance, those beliefs with, <laughs> with at the same time believing an American family having children is a blessing. It's a great thing. We need more children. She really uses that analogy? Is she that out of her freaking mind? Or is she being dumb like a fox and, you know, a useful idiot kind of thing or, or whatever? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I think, though, she really is serious. She really thinks there's an analogy. I mean, it's almost like saying, oh, you don't want, a, you don't want a, uh, uh, someone moving into your neighborhood to, in a house next to you who could be a rapist, could be a pedophile, could have a criminal record, could be a murderer, but you want to have another kid? Like, what, where, how is that analogous? That's, that's the best she could do. Maybe she is dumb as a doornail. Oh, there's more. There's more. Uh, cut number 298. You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? Why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property and they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. 
Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? Because that kind of sounds slavery-ish. Is the state of Alabama the we? And is, is, is that the why? Again, can, can someone in her position be so, you could be a liberal, but can she be so stupid? Listen to what you're hearing. She's, at, first, first, why? You want kids? You don't want illegal aliens coming into your city, but you want families in America and your, in your state to have kids? How do you reconcile that? Then she goes on to say, well, maybe you want them to do, maybe you want more kids because you want them to act as slaves and do the work that you don't want the immigrants that you want out of the country that would have done, you know, like cleaning toilets and picking the, 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 the crops. That's what Democrats always say immigrants will do. And who's going to do it if they won't do it? That's racist as could be, but they get away with it because they're leftists. And so she's saying that, what, why? Why would Alabama want more kids? To do the dirty work? What? You see, when I, I don't know anything about her life, but and I don't. I don't know if she's married, was married, has kids, doesn't have kids. I would I would doubt she's married. I would doubt she has kids. And from listening to her, I would say she lives a very sad existence. I'm just analyzing from what I've heard, just from these bites. Her, I would say she lives a very sad existence. I'm just analyzing from what I've heard just from these bites. She lives a sad existence. She doesn't understand what the family is. She doesn't understand the blessing and the joy of having a child. She considers having a child a nuisance, uh, 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 an inconvenience, something to be avoided, something there's no purpose for. And that if you don't want illegals criminals and 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 sick people included in those in that group coming into your state then why the hell would you want people in your state to have children it is it is it's a brain dead and uh, attempted analogies and it just shows to me what a lonely out of touch twisted person this woman is and she went out of her way to make this video and post it. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Like, oh, I got an idea. This is great. I'll make the analogy. Oh, let me get on. I can't wait. Wow. Wow. The left on display, ladies and gentlemen. The left on display. All right, folks. We have one final segment left in the week. Didn't I just say that like five minutes ago? No, that was a week ago. All right, we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. Steve Malsberg right here on TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. George Ford Smith of the Mises Institute has written a thoughtful and thought-provoking article entitled, Who Hijacked Our Free Will? And the answer, of course, is no one. Hijackings are violent actions. We haven't had a violent action against our free will. No, what we've had is incrementalism, incremental encroachments on our civil rights, our civil liberties, our very way of life. And every single time we take 
the easy path. We let the experts handle it. We let the government handle it. We just don't want to rock the boat. We've ceded a little bit more of our liberty and our free will. John Adams said that our constitution is holy for a religious and God-fearing people and is wholly unsuited to any other. We need to become more active, more engaged, and more educated. We need to start digging into our candidates and finding out to whom do they answer. If you've got a candidate that's being funded by the Koch brothers, you might want to look for another candidate in the Republican primary. Do your diligence, do your work, do your duty as a citizen. Exercise your free will before it's all gone. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk, TNT. What do I love about riding? It's the thrill. The excitement. Riding gives me a sense of freedom. I feel so connected to the road. Riding is like therapy to me. It makes me feel alive. Love riding? Back off. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, you are out there watching or listening and you uh, do it with regularity, or even if you don't, uh, you know uh, what uh, TNT has to offer and what we bring to the table every day, 24-7. 24-7, you could tune in, and we are here. Uh, the expression is we never go to sleep. We never sleep. <laughs> um, so, and again, I, I, I am just, you know, I, I've worked at a lot of places and um, to think that, that I've never worked at a place. Well, that, well, I'm, this, 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 this whole venture of TNT radio is, is about two and a half years old, which to me is just amazing. I, I talk about it every time I, I, I make this pitch. Two and a half years old. And look where we are and look what we're doing. We have hosts from all over the world, 24-7, all different viewpoints, all kinds of ideas. And it's unique. You can't really find that anywhere else. Some people say they do it, but they don't. And these other people and other media platforms, the ones I rail against here uh, as being left-wing media, mouthpieces, uh, presenting fake news, fake news by omission. They have sponsors, lots of sponsors who go along with all that. Um, we at TNT are looking for the correct sponsors to help carry us forward. And while we're doing that, we are asking you to make a contribution. Whatever you can make, whatever it could be, whatever you, you could afford to keep us going, to help us along in the interim while we find our, our next group of sponsors. So uh, I want you to go to tntradio.live, tntradio.live. Could it be any easier? I mean, Joe Biden can mess that up, but I don't think you can. tntradio.live and make a contribution and uh, it'll be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Okay, let's move on here. And I wanna go to uh, Fox, and this is from uh, The Five. This is from yesterday, which would be Thursday. It feels like a Saturday to me. I know for many of you it is, but it's my Friday night, but it feels like a Saturday. Anyway, this is from Thursday. And, um, you know, we, the, the immigration, you had Biden in Texas, you had Trump in Texas. So Janine Pirro, the judge, and the token liberal, uh, Jessica Tarlov, kind of went at it. And she's talking about Tarlov is the bill, the Senate bill, 
and you know how it brings more border agents, more judges, more border agents, more more uh, uh, facilities to process uh, uh, asylum seekers. And I'm of the opinion, I've been saying it all along, why do we need more judges? Why do we need more people brought in uh, seeking asylum? We, sh- we should spend the money and the, if uh, there should be a bill that allocates money, not for more judges and for more facilities to put more people in seeking asylum. We should have it to build barbed wire fences and any border patrol agents, not to escort people in, but to keep them the hell out. Well, Jessica Tarlov can't really grasp this. Luckily, Janine Pirro, of course, did. Here is cut number 02. Okay. What I was going to start with, because I didn't know exactly what question you were going to give me, is the baseline that nothing Joe Biden was going to do today was going to be good enough for you. So that's the basis that I'm working from. Now we'll go to what uh, Secretary Johnson was talking about. So he was focused on the fact that there are 1,900 miles of U.S.-Mexico border, but only 300 miles Mexico and Central America. He said that's what we need to put pressure on. Mexico needs to be doing more. I didn't know how much cooperation they had gotten from sanctuary cities to work with the feds. That's something that President Biden should try to move back um, or bring back into action, I should say. They were able to get people who were violent criminals out, people who were committing some of these terrible... Wait, wait, what are you what saying? Are you, what, are you what are you saying? Are you well, saying that the big cities are cooperating with ICE? They the were sanctuary? in the Obama administration. That's well, what let's Jay- just talk about right. Joe Biden. I'm talking about, talk about everyone but Joe Biden. He okay. went there today. What did he tell you? Well, well, he told me that we need to pass the bipartisan border deal. <laughs> She's bringing up Barack Obama uh, on, uh, during his administration. Uh, and I, I love Jean- Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's been on this show with us. She'll be back again, I hope. Um, and again, I, I discovered Jessica Tarlov, uh, for better or for worse, when I was at Newsmax. She was on my show before anybody ever saw her or heard of her. Um, and here's one more cut with the two of them going at it. It's cut number 03. And you know why? Because we need things like more border patrol agents. We need a higher threshold for asylum. To let more we people need- in? Why do no. we need more border patrol? To stop people from coming? What are you talking you about? Wall, you do remain in Mexico, Mexico and you do the Title 42. I guess I was right that statue. nothing Joe Biden could have said or that I could have said would have stopped you guys from doing this. Right. These are real let's, solutions. Let's, let's, and John, let's keep it moving. I love you, but let's keep it moving. I'm not going to say it back to you. Um, I just want to add that also John Fetterman said today that he would be open to a grand bargain about H.R. 2. No, it's good. These are things that are good for you. Why don't you let me get it out? Uh, you can as long get it as you out. don't touch DACA. You can get it out, Jessica. But the point about the border bill is even if you sign this bipartisan border but, 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 bill. James so, Langford, noted commie. Jessica, you didn't probably even read it. Someone from El Salvador still comes across and the Border Patrol, I don't care how many you guys hire, still catches and releases them according to this bill. We don't know yes, who they are. I love when they go at it. Uh, and I love the way they treat Jessica because she deserves it. Again, this is such a joke. More Border Patrol agents. Again, not to keep people out. She's full of crap. It's to help bring them in, help get them to the facility, help put them in front of the judges, help their asylum claims, all that kind of stuff. It is a joke. Let's just hope and pray Mike Johnson sticks to his guns and never brings that bill up. Okay, let's move on. Now we go to Outnumbered on Fox. And uh, this is uh, also talking about immigration. They're playing uh, something we played for you yesterday. uh, Homeland Security uh, Chief uh, Mayorkas, who was impeached by the House. Um, This is from uh, November of 2022. This was um, 
let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay, and here's what he had to say. And then Marie Harf, who used to work for uh, the Biden administration, the Obama administration, the Obama administration, uh, she gets into it. So here is uh, cut number 304. Secretary Mayorkas, do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security. I mean, do you think they regret the messaging here? I think the Democrats have increasingly realized that this is not just a political problem, but a security problem, sort of a problem across the board. And what they would say to you today is that in the last month, Joe Biden has proposed the most, the strongest immigration bill that any Democrat in history has ever supported. Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill negotiated it together. And the far right wing of the Republican Party said, no, no, no wait, let he me finish. He dismantled Trump's immigration let, policy, let me, 94 okay, executive actions. Let me, let me finish what I'm pen? saying. It's very easy. I have one here. I'll loan it to the president. Pick up the because pen. Take executive is, action. A girl is dead. Because it is so much more effective across the board if we can get comprehensive immigration reform but done maybe in Congress. We can't wait that long. Okay. Um, I, I, I think we could do one more as the argument continues. Let's go to 305. But Harris, why is it that, that Republicans have said they don't want to sign this because Donald Trump publicly well, told them not to? Well, why is it that, that the Senate, why oh, that? by the way, had on Senator Marsha Blackburn last hour, H.R. 2 was in the Senate in May of last year. They've had 80 What about meetings. the current bill? They what about the current bill? No. You had an original bill. What about the current bill? bill? What about that, 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 Senate, what about, that Senate Democrats wouldn't even look at? What, what about You the had 80 meetings what about where they wouldn't law, talk about Marie? it. But you're ignoring the current what bill. What about current law? <laughs> Joe Biden does not need any more laws in order to enforce the border. He has all the authority that he needs to do it. But he's asking for more, Mark. But he doesn't need it. He's not You don't want to give it to him? No. He's not exercising the authority he already has. This is not a crisis of a lack of law. This is a crisis of crisis caused by a lack of will that's not true. it's true of course it's true she's a liar um again th th you don't need this bill this bill is not as it's presented to be by the left and maria harf uh it is uh, uh it's got a poison pill hidden it hidden in it that would handcuff trump if he became the next president it would be a disaster um let the president undo when you heard my speak before that was six to eight weeks after the thug that's accused of murdering uh, 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 Lincoln Riley. That's when he came into the car. That's when he made those remarks. Six to eight weeks after that thug, uh, who's allegedly uh, guilty of that murder, came into this country. And he said, oh, the border is secure. They're all nuts. But they could be nuts. But they're in positions of authority and power and influence. And that's what makes it all so dangerous for us in this country folks have a great rest of your weekend wherever you are in that weekend god willing see you monday big week you got the tuesday uh super tuesday you got the state of the union next week we'll be here steve malsberg on tnt